0: On today's, I didn't say that. Uh, 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 what else is there to say?
1: <laughs> Quarantine day 50 flevin.
0: Oh, gosh. Let's go.
1: And before we get going, don't forget about our friends at Freedom First Co., They sell awesome shirts that you can parade around and wear on your Zoom hangout with your coworkers. I'm sure they'll love it. Uh, That's freedomfirst.co. They sell some funny quarantine shirts, some social distancing shirts, as well as conservative, pro-conservative gear. Um, And right now they're offering free shipping for any orders over $50. And if you use didn't say, all one word, no apostrophe, you'll get 10% off. So it's a win-win. So head over to freedomfirst.co. All right. What are we talking about? Quarantine life? Yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, where do we even want to start? Okay. I'm, do we
0: want to start with the humorless scolds who are complaining about Donald Trump making a joke about sleeping with models yesterday during his press conference? We'll get into that. You know, I just... This whole thing is absolutely insane. Where, where did you want to start? I don't know.
1: I was gonna, st- <laughs> I was gonna start with our day today and life in a town that has completely shut itself down. Even though we have uh, eight cases, eight cases, ten cases <laughs> in a town of forty thousand, we have ten cases and we have to shut down everything.
0: Shut down everything. Shut down everything. Shut down the parks. So. There I mean, as everyone knows, there's nothing to do other than just like walk outside. Right? And if it's bad outside, which it has been this week, then you don't even get that. Then you just get to sit inside. And and luckily we very much enjoy each other's company. Um we have similar interests. We like cooking. It's we can work from home. It's really not that big of a deal. We have a, a gym in our basement. We have a gym in our basement. <laughs> Listen, we're
1: We're doing fine. We, however, yeah. I think the th- here are the things that are annoying me. One, that we learned today by arguing with ourselves on our walk, uh, that basically any governor can just declare a state of emergency and make, any, make up any law he wants, he or she wants.
0: I should say that by arguing with ourselves, what we are really doing is just trying to outtake each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically what happened was we, they closed all the parks here. And so, but our governor also encouraged everyone to go outside and take a hike uh, to things that you haven't done recently or unknown hikes or whatever. Hike at home. Hike at hike home. It, his, whatever.
0: His actual thing was there are two very popular, um, you know, mo- of easy to moderate difficulty mountains to climb in New Hampshire that are very popular. One is mount monadnock the other one is mount major and he made a point during his press conference on friday and in a subsequent tweet of saying look instead of everyone in the state going to mount monadnock and mount major why don't you explore things that are closer to home that was his point his point was look we get it we know where we know where people are going this is why they close the state parks they close the beaches Because these places were magnets. Well, once they did that, everyone went to Mount Major and Mount Monadnock. And he's like, like, I don't want to discourage you from going outside and walking and being active. Even though he has closed the golf courses, which still doesn't make sense to me. But he's like, hike, hashtag hike at home. So
1: we hiked at home. It was actually a decent day here. It was like 50 degrees and sunny. So we're like, we're going to go up to Garrison Hill Park because... We have been meaning to do it, and we have never done it. Okay. So we get up there, and, of course, there's signs everywhere. The playground's closed. The playground, mind you, is a slide. Not a slides. A slide. A slide. S- a slide. slide. And Singular. that's it. It's Singular. A s- It's a little ladder and a slide. Okay. I think people have better playgrounds in their backyard. But okay. It's closed. And then there's also a cool tower. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, let's go climb the tower, which is technically closed, but in good old... And
0: technically has caution tape around it. Good
1: old government workers don't decide to just, I don't know, put the lock on the gate. They just (laughs) leave the gates open with the lock, like not locked, and instead put up caution tape.
0: This is municipal government (laughs) at its its finest. It, it, It really is. It really... It was so beautiful to see. It confirms every suspicion you have about municipal government.
1: So we're like, let's go up. And and Max is like very gung-ho. He's like, yeah, let's civil disobedience this. Let's go up. We're We're going. going." going.
0: Because I'm done with this. I'm anarchy. I'm just full-blown anarchy at this point. We should just open everything up. People should go about their business because at the end of the day, they cannot arrest us all.
1: So we get up (laughs) one flight of stairs. Mind you, this tower is mm, five flights of stairs at best. (laughs) We get up one place to stairs and Max goes. I just forgot that I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! You're so gung ho!" I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go finish." I was. I was. I'm gonna go cord- finish and take I'm, pictures.
0: I'm leading the charge. I'm the first one up the hill. Like I am just gung ho.
1: I get. I start
0: climbing the steps. I make the mistake of looking down, and I just went, "Oh, uh oh."
1: I'm like you got you got to be kidding me right now. So I go up, take quick pictures, come back, we leave, we we quickly decline, we go out.
0: For the record, for the record, Katie's claustrophobic and I'm not.
1: <laughs> this is very important information for everyone. Um,
0: we all have our phobias,
1: and we're getting to the point of the story. Don't worry. Um, and three minutes later, a cop rolls through, but we were already off the thing, so he just did a quick survey and went back down. And I was like, dang it, I would really like a misdemeanor ticket, I want a dang misdemeanor ticket so I can go take it to the Supreme Court and be like, this is all bull. Like this is taking away our constitutional rights, this whole this whole quarantine thing. And so that got us thinking like, well, can't all the businesses just do that? Like, The governor hasn't like the legislature has to make a law that says the state, the businesses aren't allowed to be open. And that's when we went down Mm -hmm. the rabbit hole and discovered that, oh, no, a governor can just say state of emergency for no reason. And then everything he says is the law.
0: Because that's what I was wondering. I was wondering it because right now public opinion is still on the side of we need to hunker down. That's where public opinion is on this. And it's very overwhelming. As the weather gets better. And as people struggle with getting their unemployment insurance checks.
1: And as more and more people get this and it's not a big deal. And as more people recover. And as less people start dying when all that data comes in.
0: Basically, as we find out more and more that this is a total overreaction. And the weather gets nicer. People are going to go. This okay you want to know what this is ridiculous life is inherently dangerous you know i, I mean i keep thinking i know katie always loves to bring up the the 40 th- over forty thousand people die each year behind the wheel of a car um and a lot of that involves alcohol we do not have breathalyzers in every car in america that you have to blow into before you are able to turn the ignition That would save more lives than what this is doing right now. Yeah. Over time. Like an undisputable fact, an absolute undisputable fact that over time, that thing right there would save more lives than what we're doing right now.
1: Right. And all those people who are like, well, you know, being fat and getting heart disease isn't affecting anyone else, which... One, it is putting a strain on our health and our hospitals. And number two, uh, if you're driving drunk, that does affect other people. So this example works.
0: Undisputable fact number two is exactly that, Katie, is that if if the government said you have to abide by this calorie count and this exercise regimen at the minimum or else you go to jail, that would save more lives than what we're doing right now. It one hundred percent would if everyone in America was forced by government law, by government edict, by the threat of penal by the, the threat of being thrown in jail, that they had to eat well and exercise, and keep themselves at this specific fitness level, this body fat percentage range. That would save more lives than what we're doing right now. So this whole Every life is precious thing is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. And
1: didn't I hear on the radio that like 9 million people have already died this year from abortion?
0: Across the globe. Across, across the globe. The globe not over 9 million deaths can be attributed to abortion. And hundreds of thousands when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to smoking. Tens of thousands when it comes to suicide. Malaria. Malaria is, malaria is killing hot scores of people.
1: Worldwide.
0: Worldwide. And look, I mean, the other thing is, we just don't know how bad this was in China, but judging from how we're taking care of it right now, um, I mean, do the China numbers even matter at this point? Really? Like, we're doing we're doing a great job handling it, but that's the point. Fifteen days. Turned into 45 days. Trump knows he doesn't get beyond 45 days, though he did make a troubling comment today in his call with the um, sports commissioners.
1: I don't know. What he did, he did say?
0: say, well, he said NFL should start on time. That shouldn't be a problem, and that we should, you know, by August, have people in stadiums.
1: By August. August. Dude, no, I'm ready. Dude, no, 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 no. No, I'm going Put to me a base- coach I'm ready to play. I'm going to a baseball game in May. Come mm-hmm. hell or high water. This is ridiculous.
0: Yep, we're just gonna have to buy MLB the Show.
1: Or you know, they could just get quicker antibody testing or whatever, so we can all prove that we've had it already. And then we can go about it. I mean, that's
0: the other. Isn't that isn't that like the just the crazy variable right now? It's just how long has this actually been going on? I mean, both of us think this has been going through the country since November, October.
1: Yeah. 100 percent. There were thousands of Chinese tourists that came. Yeah. And and if it's as contagious as they say it is. Then it got went through all of California. Californians fly all over the country. That means it came all over the country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like most of us have had it already, you know. I just, it's crazy. And even even if you take the worst case scenario, it's just insanity to me to close down the country for a ninety seven percent survival rate. Yep, ninety seven percent. Like yes. Three percent of the actually population in America.
0: In America, it's probably going to be more like ninety nine.
1: Oh, for sure. But let's let's go doomsday ninety seven percent. Three percent, and yes, three percent of three hundred million is a lot of people. But what's that saying? Don't let perfect be the enemy of good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure we want to attribute that when it comes to lives, human, actual human lives, but your point is taken is that there are far more dangerous things there are far more dangerous diseases out there there are far more dangerous things that we face on an annual basis than the coronavirus but because this is new because we don't know how to test it we are giving the professionals the benefit of the doubt
1: but i but after 40 but th-
0: after 45 days this has to end
1: but I disagree this has to end because none of that stands up when you think about it in a logical fashion because everyone Everyone. Most people don't freak out about the flu. Yet, we do not have a cure for the flu. Thousands of people die from the flu. The vaccine is hardly a vaccine. It's anywhere from 10% to 50% effective. And even if you manage to get one that uh, protects you from 50% of the flu cases, you end up getting side effects that are flu-like when you get the stupid thing. So, like, and somehow that... Makes people comforted and they can sleep at night. It's the same. It's the same freaking thing, people. It's just, it's just insanity to me.
0: It is. It, it it's nuts. But th- but this is how we are. You know, we go to we go to Walmart today and they got the purple lines or the blue lines every six feet of where you're able to stand or where you're able to inter- interact with people. And now they, they put have up the, the glass plexiglass. Up. Yep. Yep. The cashier sneeze guards, um which I think is fine. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think I don't I don't think that having a protective barrier between us and cashiers is is a bad thing. I think it's a fine public health thing to do, and I think they're going to stay up after this. And I don't have an issue with that. Who gives a crap? Who gives a crap? Put a put put a plexiglass. That's fine. It's no big deal. It doesn't bother me. Um. You know, I mean, the social distancing over a while. You know. I think it'll go away after a while, but I think people are still going to be cognizant of it after a bit. But I think, you know, when we start to – and we'll, we'll, we should probably set aside an entire podcast and go down, you know, like a list of four or five for each of us of things that we learn need to be changed in this country. But I think that this was a great opportunity to learn. I think that there's been – Plenty of thing- I think it's very easy to point fingers right now, but I haven't heard a lot of people talk about solutions, talk about how we're really dependent. You know, this global supply chain, we're really dependent on how can we wean ourselves off of relying on other countries for things like 95 masks, for ventilators, for, for, for this equipment. You know, make sure that our emergency stockpile is always is always filled. The Obama administration. Um, did not replenish the national stockpile of this emergency uh, PPE, these these N95 masks included. And that put us on the the back foot for a little bit here. Um, You know, you look at a company like 3M that was selling these to the highest bidder and not prioritizing America. Well, you're an American company. That's an issue. You know, I think that the biggest thing is is the generic drugs. Seventy percent of our generics come from China. That's got to change immediately. Uh, we've spoken about that. So I think that there's a lot of things that we're learning as a country that are should help inform future policy decisions, and I think would make for a very strong platform, um, and will make for a very strong platform for Donald Trump because he is a nationalist and he is someone who wants to make sure that America is not dependent on other countries for critical goods and that's a real conversation we need to have as a country it is very easy to go well trump didn't act fast enough well the democrats didn't take this seriously because they were trying to impeach him over a phone call
1: and they called him as uh racist yeah, for when he's so blocking shut down.
0: flights from china yeah exactly so look we can point to the obama administration for 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 not making for not making sure that America was ready for the next crisis, they handled their crisis and they're like, "Oh, we're done," and didn't do anything after that. And you know that's an issue. You know, so you can point to both sides on this. That obviously Trump was reluctant to do anything serious. I think at the end of the day, he made the right call for the fifteen-day shutdown. I think he made the wrong call for the thirty. I think that that was the wrong call. I think the 15-day call was the right one. And I think states are doing... I'm fine with the governors doing it because at the end of the day, you're seeing that a bunch of states have remained open because they're like, this is just not a an issue where we are. This is not something that is serious we're we're telling people to take the precautions and follow the federal guidelines but we don't need to shut down our businesses we don't need to stop commerce in our state because of this because it's just not an issue um i think the tougher things come from what our governor had to deal with sununu who has to deal with massachusetts being one of the hotspots, and that there's a lot of people who travel who well formerly traveled into Massachusetts for their work, like we do. And there's just a lot of cross-contamination over the border because people from Massachusetts come up to New Hampshire to buy fireworks, lottery tickets, cigarettes, and alcohol.
1: And a lot of them have second homes.
0: <laughs> and a lot of them have second homes in Maine and Massachusetts, and Maine and New, up up in New Hampshire. And there's Vermont. a lot of golf across the border as well. But, you know, I, they, I have some sympathy for governors in that position. That doesn't mean I think they're making the right calls. I think that there are ways that we can be smart about this and not ruin the lives of millions of Americans. Right, I
1: think Sununu is punishing Granite Staters because of Massachusetts.
0: Because we we share a border with Massachusetts. And Absolutely.
1: I think instead, hey, we're all in a state of emergency close the freaking border. You can't come in if you have Massachusetts plates. Sorry. That'd be crazy. Don't I be like mean, de- what's, crazier, like than de- close- de- what's yeah. crazier than closing down every business and saying, sorry, yo, your lo- whole livelihood is gone. Oh, and we're not going to get you unemployment because there's so many freaking people asking for unemployment. We can't even process it. And yet that's that's cool. That's not crazy. But oh, closing down the border and not letting Massachusetts in, that's crazy. I mean, come on! Give me a break. <laughs> I, I,
0: I don't. I, I don't disagree. This is nuts. The whole thing's nuts. We walk down the street, and every ten minutes, one of us goes, "This is insane! What's going on? What are we doing?" We were so happy to buy toilet paper yesterday. What the hell is going on in this country?
1: Yeah. I'm like, what are people losing their jobs for? I can tell you what, it's not to save lives. It's not. Because people are, everyone's going to get this. I'm sorry. Everyone's going to get this. It's, That's the
0: reality of this.
1: Everyone's right? already had it, is going to get it. Only 20% of the population is going to have fairly bad symptoms, and only 5% are going to have symptoms that are so bad they have to go to the hospital. And that's just the fact of the matter. And, like, why are we making everyone lose everything they have for, frankly, nothing? Like, we're not saving lives. I think it's bullshit. We're not saving lives.
0: No, I don't. I, well,
1: no, I think... I think the better solution should have been at the end of the day, social distancing, keep everything open, redirect certain companies to have to go into full force and make ventilators and put up beds. Like, it's just crazy to me. Like there's going to be a surge. It just, there just is. But,
0: but remember they're saying yes. This is, this is going to help save lives. This 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 will help save lives at the end of the day because it's just buying us time, right? It's just that's the whole thing about. They're like, you need to buy us time. Buy us time to come up with buy us time to come up with a proper um, treatment for this, or at least better treatments, or at least get the equipment that we need for treatment in place. Number one, help us do that. Number two, um, we don't want this to spread like wildfire because not every place in the country is equipped for a flood of patients.
1: But this is my point. If we hadn't caused such panic in the media and all this hysteria, there never would have been a flood because the fast vast majority of people would have been like oh this is just the flu i feel like crap i'm gonna stay home but instead we made hysteria and now every any person who goes oh i gotta go i gotta go get a test i gotta go to the hospital like they are being inundated with people who are being turned away because you don't need to be there you don't need to be there unless you literally cannot breathe in which case you need to be put on a freaking ventilator otherwise get the hell out sleep it off at home You'll survive. And leave the hospital space for people who really need it. That's clearly what happened in California. I'm, I'm sure, I'm 100%, curious. there was a surge in December, mm-hmm. and they were not overwhelmed because there was, no, there was no hysteria, and people didn't go. And only the people who really,
0: really needed it went I'm to curious to, the to know who Patient Zero is in the media who sparked this wildfire. Like, where did this come from?
1: I would have to comb through the tapes, but I, I, you could probably find it.
0: But like the initial, I'm just curious, is if there's a tie to China.
1: Well, it seemed like the hysteria started from the media and then Trump. So Trump cancels all the flights from China in like January it yep. gets a little bit of coverage. Oh, he's just a xenophobe. But it went into the category of like Trump's a jerk. He's the worst. You should just here's yet another example of him being a racist, right? But
0: so here's the timeline of events. So Donald Trump issues the China Travel Ban on January thirty first. Right. That's the first thing that happens, and that's when. Joe Biden calls it
1: xenophobic. <laughs> Classic.
0: Um, which he reversed? Yesterday. yesterday.: Joe Biden reversed. not. Joe Biden: reversed. Trump. Joe Biden reversed yesterday, yesterday, uh, April 2nd. Uh, he said that he, uh,
1: he you know, he agrees with move. it. It's a good move. Well then, what do you need? what do we need you for, Joe?
0: Joe, your instincts don't... were wrong. There we go.: There we go. Great. All you need to know.: <laughs> um, There was a Pew study. Uh, that was done about lawmakers' tweets, and that um, they looked at how many mentions members of Congress made of coronavirus uh, on Twitter through a time period from January twenty second to uh, March twenty through March twenty first. Okay, how many mentions of COVID nineteen and all of its names? Do you think were made between January 22nd and January 28th by members of Congress? Zero. One. How many mentions by members of Congress were made of COVID 19 and its associated names between January 29th and February 4th? Now, during this time was when the travel ban comes down on January 31st. So, January 29th through February 4th, how many mentions? By members of Congress of COVID-19.
1: I'm not going to guess because I don't want people to get confused by the numbers.
0: Two. Week of February 5th through the 11th, one mention. Week of February 12th through the 18th, two mentions. Week of February 19th through the 25th, three mentions. So from January 22nd through February 25th, there were nine total mentions of the coronavirus by members of Congress. Anyone who tells you that this was something that Congress or Democrats or everyone's as Joe Scarborough said, everyone saw this coming. No, no one did Joe, not even on your show. And the tapes are there to prove it that you had guests that were downplaying it and you never challenged them. So, no one started to the large amount of elected officials at the federal level did not start to really talk about this until february 26th through march 3rd that's when uh 15 percent of members of congress started talking about this no no and, and 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 then a quarter of Congress talked about it, March 4th through 10th, March 11th through 17th. And this is hysterical. So this is by March, March 13th is when the Europe travel ban comes down, the NBA, the March Madness, this March 11th through 17th, the Masters, everything. This is when the country shuts down. Only half of Congress was tweeting about
1: this. I thought we were going to talk about the media. Well, I'm just,
0: I'm just building up, Um, but yeah, get into the media and by, and, and, and but, but, you know, states are declaring states of emergency by now, California, uh, Washington was the first, Uh, and then California, uh, New York came down on the seventh, Uh, Massachusetts after that, but there were a lot of places, Oregon, uh, Kentucky, New Jersey, um, tons of places, Um, we're declaring states of emergency by this time. Um, but the media, you, you looked up the media.
1: Yeah. So tell everyone the title of the article, because I don't want to miss the part I want to say. It's from Real Clear Politics. They have an article titled.
0: It's called, uh, Media Coverage and Coronavirus Panic. What the Numbers Show.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to read this part of it. Online news attention to the coronavirus appears to be tightly linked with search interest overall. A closer inspection shows that once interest begins to increase on February 22nd, news coverage tends to lead search interest by several hours, with each increase in media coverage leading to a similar increase in search interest later that day. The strong similarity between online news and search interests and the fact that news increases appear to lead search interest certainly lends weight to the argument that the media have helped fan the flames of panic around the disease's spread.
0: Yeah. I think this is an important paragraph too. Despite the coronavirus spreading rapidly across China early this year, media and search interests remained nearly non-existent until around January 21st, which is around the same time that we saw some members of Congress start tweeting about this, when the first case on U.S. soil was reported. This is similar to the 2014 Ebola outbreak, which also received little media coverage until it reached the United States. Attention has increased sharply since February 21st as the virus's global spread accelerated. Television news did not begin paying serious attention to the virus until February 24th. So that's the
1: timeline. So tell the people what it means.
0: Well, it means, it means a whole bunch of things, but but really what it means is, well, it, the cynical side of me says what it means is that we were at a slow news time and the, media's, me, the media was looking for another angle to go after Donald Trump with. And it latched onto one with this coronavirus. And that's what I really think is leading, that's what I really think is pushing this media coverage at the end of the day. What's pushing this media coverage of this wall-to-wall coronavirus when only 7,000 people have died, tragic number, but... What's really pushing this coverage is the media looking for an angle to go after Donald Trump. And if you need any proof of that, look at how the journalists ask him questions during his daily briefings. They have access to the president of the United States for at least an hour every day to ask him whatever question they want. Do you remember a time when any president has done that? No. But Trump's out there day in and day out answering questions from the press. And they still attack him for, crack, for going after the media. Well, it's because the media antagonizes him at every turn.
1: And what I found interesting, I read this. He was taking this seriously before
0: they were. You want a stone cold fact that comes out of these numbers? Donald Trump acted on January 31st, banned travel from China, the hotspots in China for this coronavirus. It wasn't until February 22nd, 21st, that the media and Congress started to take this seriously. He was three weeks ahead of the rest of the country on this. That's what it means.
1: The other interesting thing, speaking of his pressers, that I read somewhere that someone mentioned, is if you watch the reporters as he's speaking, and, and in these brief uh, briefings, it always starts with Trump uh, talking about whatever he wants to talk about. And then he maybe brings up a few people and then he opens it up for questions. And during that whole time where they're getting new news that no one has heard before, they are not taking notes. They're not scribbling down what they just learned, thinking about questions to ask. No, they have come with their questions already. And I think that tells you everything you need to know about the media.
0: They're just looking for an angle on him to get after Trump, and they prove it every single day. And you can tell because none of them ask about, when when, 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 the economy is, over 10 million people have lost their jobs. Unemployment numbers are nonsense, by the way. That survey was taken early in March. It's way worse than what those numbers reported on Friday. But I digress. We know it's bad out there. All right, let's hit up some other things. Let's hit up some other quick things here. Uh, David Brooks made a good point. I would say that when we look at the bill that was passed by Congress a couple of weeks ago, the stimulus bill, we'll regard it as one of the worst economic packages maybe in American history, certainly in a time of crisis. What they're doing in Europe is they're preserving their businesses. They're keeping people employed, and we didn't do that. We took a more individualistic approach. We just give you twelve hundred dollars. We had a backstop measure, which is three hundred fifty billion for business. We should increase that to six hundred billion, seven hundred billion, so businesses can keep their payroll. Exactly, that's the point of this. But 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 the Kennedy Center got funded, and then fired everyone. But the Kennedy Center got money. Big Bird got money. Big Bird got a raise. Uh, big story of the day. The biggest story of the day uh, in the on the Democrat primary side of things, other than Wisconsin is still going forward with its primary next week. Love it. um, And Bernie is still in the race. Is that uh, Joe Rogan, noted Bernie bro, came out today and said, hey, guess what? I'm I'm voting for Trump. If Biden's the nominee, I'm voting for Trump. And um, his basic point was that the presidency wears on you. That the presidency, here's his exact words. I'd rather vote for Trump than Biden. I don't think he can handle anything. You're relying entirely on his cabinet. If you want to talk about an individual leader who can communicate, he can't do that. And we don't know what the fuck he'll be like after a year in office. The pressure of being president, pardon for the language, I should, I should have warned. The pressure of being president of the United States is something that no one has ever prepared for. The only one who seems to be fine with it is Trump, oddly enough. He doesn't seem to be aging at all or in any sort of decline. Obama almost immediately started looking older. George W. almost immediately started looking older. Joe Rogan's comments after he called Biden, quote, very old and mocked his frequent verbal flubs as not a normal way to communicate unless he's high as blank. In the same podcast interview, Rogan predicted that President Trump is going to is, quote, going to eat him alive. Um, Needless to say, it's uh, it's time to attack Joe Rogan online. (laughs) I don't listen to the podcast. Apparently, it is, like, the number one podcast, I guess, out there on a regular basis. Joe Rogan. I think the Joe Rogan experience is number one. I'm not a listener. I don't particularly care what Joe Rogan has to say about anything other than, like, maybe mixed martial arts. Um,
1: He's always talking about politics, but I thought he was in sports. Does he he have a political podcast or is a sport podcast? It's called the
0: Joe Rogan Experience, and he interviews...
1: Whoever he wants. It's a whatever. Whoever he wants. Whoever
0: he wants. Comedians, politicians, all the Democrats made the rounds. That's one of the things that got Andrew Yang popular at the beginning. He went on Joe Rogan.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. It's one of the things that kicked off his campaign, got him to 3% in the polls.
1: There you
0: go. I voted for Andrew Yang. What can I say? We
1: we all know. You're very proud of your stupid throwaway vote. How dare you? How
0: dare you? (laughs) Um... There was one other thing um, that I wanted to call out. Oh, back to the timeline. Uh, Ron Klain. He is Joe Biden's top coronavirus advisor. Ron Klein, I think he was like the Ebola whatever for Obama. This is him, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. We don't have a COVID-19 epidemic in the U.S., but we are starting to see a fear epidemic kudos to at nyc mayor and others for standing against that and this was in uh, a quoted tweet of responding to mayor bill de being talking about how it was his honor to spend time with our asian american-owned small businesses in flushing today nice february 13th
1: i i fighting
0: fighting non-existent fighting fighting mostly non-non-non-existent racism before this thing ever really kicked off
1: i think there's gonna be a lot of ooh that didn't age well well, it's
0: just gonna. Well, we talked. Well, we. One of the things that we we talked about while we were driving around this weekend, you know, as our leisure activity, which was that um, the media has already started to rewrite history. Joe Scarborough got caught doing it this week, um, but that's gonna be his line. His line was like, "Well, maybe I didn't talk about it on air, or tweet about it, but this was something that I talked about in private, and I knew that this was going to be bad." And that's gonna be the line for everyone in the media. It's going to be a well. We knew it was bad, but you know. You know, we got to sell tickets. That's going to be our line to hide it.
1: Um, What do you think of this take from... Actually, I won't tell you who it's from, and we'll just see what your opinion on it is. How about that? Yeah. We're setting up for a fascinating fall if some, primarily left-wingers, want to argue the 2 million-plus deaths models were accurate, then when we end up with a small fraction of those deaths, won't Donald Trump be able to argue his actions save millions of lives? So what will happen then? Will the left-wingers repudiate the 2 million-plus models, or will they have to acknowledge Trump saved millions of lives? It seems like, to me, Trump has painted his critics into a tiny political corner. What do you think of that take?
0: I I I I think that's a fine take. I'm not I'm not offended by it. If that if, if the it's the forty it's the old Trump forty chess take. Right? Like he's gonna like like the media's built it so up that Trump gets to go, Hey, look look how many lives I saved. I've got the tape of you. But it's a fine take. Does Just...
1: Do you think it works?
0: Yeah, I think it works. I think,
1: it I, works. think I think, I think it could play out that way. I think. I mean, I think Trump is going to get lucky because the people who are going to be the most annoyed with this whole thing are people like you and me, who are conservatives who are going to vote for him anyway, and the libs are loving this crap. So, at the end of the day, he's going to have an arsenal of liberal governors praising him montages of the media being wrong uh and he can stand up there and say he saved millions of lives and uh most people have their jobs back yeah but I, I, the libertarians in us will be like we basically created a socialist country for two months for what
0: yeah <laughs> yep yep i agree who, who who uh
1: it was clay travis who I thought talked about sports, yeah. but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I can see I can see Clay, Tra- Clay Travis writing that. I can see that being right. I just don't. I think I, I think I think what you your analysis of it was correct, Katie, which was it's not going to hurt him with his base. Forty five percent of the country isn't going to vote for him, anyways. But in the part of the country that he needs to win over. This is what he's doing is going to be popular as long as everyone's back to work by, by by election day. If everyone's back to work and the stock market's recovered and everyone's retirement accounts look fine, he'll he'll win in a landslide.
1: Right. The fact of the matter is, it I won't be close. I don't like the way that I don't like the way Trump is handling this. I think we are shutting down the economy for way too long. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, there's no one, not no one, I trust with to bring the economy back than Trump. Now, if there was a duplicate of Trump with minus this pandemic mm-hmm. response, then I'd vote for that person. But there isn't. There's bumbling Joe Biden who doesn't even know where he is. So yeah. easy choice.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 I think at the end of the day, I mean, that's the thing. It's just- now, will I
1: vote for our governor? I don't know. Not, Not really stoked about his handling of it. I mean, I'm sure I'll be forced into a corner to vote for him anyway because I'm sure the the person running against him will be horrendous and want to, like, institute an income tax or something else god-awful.
0: And I'm petty enough to vote libertarian. (laughs) Uh, Trump tweet of the day? Trump tweet of the day. Trump tweet of the day. I have have... one that I want to read. Okay, do that. I have one that I want to read, and it's not funny or insulting But it's just a hopeful one, and I think it's good to hand on that kind of message. Oh, I think I know which one you're going to do. To all our youth who are missing the start of their at Little League seasons, hang in there. We will get you back out on the fields and know that you will be playing baseball soon. We will get through this together, and Bouts will be swinging before you know it. In the meantime, take care of Mom and Dad and know that this will not be forever. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Until the next time, do you, do you, oh wait, do you have anything? No. Nope. No, nope, nope. that's it. Okay, well, until the next time.